0: We, we make jokes, if Becca's Jewish by injection, am my queer by <laughs> injection?
1: <laughs> I love it. So we're recording right now. Should we keep this all in? Okay, yeah, no. now. <laughs> intro. All right, I'll do the standard intro. Podcast. This is Alia, and we have Matt, and we have Adam. Hi, I'm Saudi American and a lesbian. We're going kind of down the sliding down the spectrum here, the scale of queerness um, and Arabness. So basically, I'm queer and Arab, and then Matt next to me is queer and And very vanilla.
0: I'm just some guy that sounds like Kermit the Frog. Oh,
1: (laughs) Uh, so we decided to do this episode on the fly um i have matt and adam visiting me in dc anyway thank you both for being here yeah
2: thank Thank you for having us
1: thank you um so what brought you to dc can you tell everyone
2: so we're here for the american political science association conference that happens every year so we're just going to panels and uh i'm not presenting anymore but uh adam's presenting i am
1: Yeah. yeah what are you presenting on
0: Uh, Source credibility cues in a partisan polarized context, which is a long roundabout way of saying, do we trust people who we think are honest, or do we just see red, blue, and pick our politicians that way? The answer is yes. (laughs) Yes. To all of it. Yeah. To all of it. (laughs) A little bit of both. (laughs) Okay. If you want to find out more, wake up at 8 a.m. tomorrow and come down to the Hilton.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh,
1: God. We're recording this on a wednesday by the way yeah so um adam's referring to thursday so by the time you hear this it will have already happened but it's cool
0: oh no i dated the podcast i'm sorry
1: (laughs) you dated it by two days
0: i'm horrible at
1: this (laughs) um so yeah uh matt what brought you to the conference like what drew you to it
2: well, I go every year, mm-hmm. and uh, I was supposed to present, and uh, I ended up not because I have two herniated discs and I'm pinched nerve. But I still managed to get on a plane and come because <sighs> I wanted to see my lovely friend Alia. And conferences Aww. are just a great way to network and see people you haven't seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, and you get mm-hmm. to see Adam. Yeah. Have you seen each other recently? Good.
0: When is I was the last home. time we saw each? We well, we saw each other.
2: I don't know, like two months. Oh, June. I was back in June. Oh,
0: yeah. I I was in the
2: TA room.
0: I was going to say, it wasn't...
2: And then as I was getting on the plane to leave, I'm like, oh, I didn't actually hang out with adam and i kind of felt bad about it but i did remember you (laughs) it happens
0: we was it well the time before that we went to go see Alyssa edwards (laughs) south oh yeah
2: that was fun and she got yeah she got sparkle glitter on my shirt and it still hasn't come out really yeah that's
1: the best souvenir the longest lasting souvenir you can get is glitter
0: (laughs) the herpes of arts and crafts
1: yes It'll never
2: leave you. Yeah, uh, there's this. It's not really a joke. It's just I don't understand what's happening. But we invited Adam to our wedding last year, um, so I sent out his invitation. I think two or three times, and it kept coming back to me. And it was actually your address and your apartment number. What? And so I sent out the thank you card for coming, and it also was returned to me. So I don't. <laughs> I don't actually know. Do you really have an apartment? Do you get, or Do you live outside? Wait. So, do you live
1: in one of those like? Parallel universe
0: type? Plate
2: like platform nine and three quarters.
0: Um, I don't not live in a parallel universe. I'll put it that way. Funny story, actually. Uh, f- when I was in high school, I had a fight with the yearbook committee because they wouldn't let me use my own photo. So they erased any record of me ever going to uh, high school there.
2: What?
0: I... By all intents and purposes, according to the Alumni Yearbook Association, never went to high school. Wow. Yep. That's
2: so cool. You could have started your life all over again. um, You could have just...
1: You could have done the 17 again in real life. I could have been anyone and I picked this loser?
2: Aw, not a loser. (laughs) Not a
1: loser. Wow. Aw. You, I mean, you have the best puns. Only winners have the best puns. Oh, Such thank you. Pun. Yeah. So punny. Yeah. <laughs> so punny. <laughs> <laughs> I suggested we talk about Karen's and Chad's. We all experience them. These are just kind of generic white bro and woman names that we chose. Woman
2: names. <laughs>
1: woman. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so
0: fucking sexist <laughs> um, so <laughs> you're not gonna edit this please right i'm not gonna okay. edit it ew women ew, women.
2: <laughs> Ugh.
1: what kind of lesbian likes women <laughs> uh so uh, i know you, you neither of you are comfortable talking about karens because you feel like that would come off as sexist coming from you which i understand so i know you might want to focus on chats I can focus on the Karens. Um, so, do you have any interesting Chad moments that you can think of, like Chad encounters that you've had
0: recently? Well, I'd say I don't. I try not to think of people in terms of Karens or and Chads and non gender binary defined douchebag names.
2: Wow, your life is boring. But <laughs>
0: you know, I view I view it more as just people are crazy. No. And I mean. You guys know this, both working in politics and uh, studying politics, that people are nuts, and if they stopped being nuts, we'd be out of jobs. I guess a good one that happened to me the other day. Uh, actually, this is a while back. For context, I guess I just walk through my life oblivious most of the time. <laughs> I think there's a John Mulaney bit about that, about how uh, like my my fiance acts like my lawyer. Like you don't have to put up with that. I don't have to put up with that. Mm-hmm. But I i guess open scene, I'm just standing in the grocery aisle and picking out lime juice or something. A very angry uh, elderly lady comes up to me and goes, what the hell are you doing? Whoa. I'm buying lime juice. All right, well, watch yourself.
2: What? Sure Whoa. thing.
0: And it like took me about five minutes to register in my brain like, that was very strange. I guess I thought
2: she was gonna yell at you for using fake lime juice when fake. you lived in a place where you shouldn't be even near fake lime juice. I'm actually kind of offended about Just that. Just Adam lives in
1: Houston.
2: Oh my, we're gonna have to talk about this after. This is unacceptable. Yeah, lime juice from the shelf.
0: Jeez. No wonder she was so angry. I get I I guess maybe I came up from like behind her or something. I wasn't paying I never pay attention. In most of life I'm always just kind of lost in thought. So I guess that uh maybe I accidentally snuck up on her and scared her a bit and that's you know that's fine. Was she
2: older or younger? Or? Uh
0: she she was elderly, yeah. Okay. Uh, I clearly look very sketchy with my nerd glasses and hipster beard, but... Oh,
2: yeah. Like, you're gonna, you know, buy all the frozen tikka masala, right? Yeah. (laughs) So scared of you. It was
0: on sale, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I will cut a man for tikka
2: masala. (laughs) Oh, yummy.
1: Any good Chad moments for you?
2: I don't know if it was a Chad moment, but it happened to me two days ago when I was at the scanner at the library scanning mm-hmm. some things for my class. And uh, this guy comes up and he's like, how long are you going to be? I'm like, well, you know, I'm scanning like 80 pages, man. So probably a while. Yeah. Well, uh, uh I got to scan some stuff. So I'm like, how much do you have to scan? Uh, like five pages. I'm like, OK, well, I'll just take a break and you can scan so he's over at the scanner and literally the scanner is the most easy thing in the world it's just the scanner it's nothing else it's not a computer it's not it's not a printer and there's a big screen that says start here and you tap start here and then you push the word scan and it scans it and you do this for every page and then eventually you put end and then you have it sent to your email and then that's it it's scanned and it's sent to you i had to teach him how to do it and then after that he just treated me like I was a student, and he goes, so uh, what's your major? Man? I'm like, I said, what? Yeah, what's your major? Like, what do you do? I'm like, uh, I teach. Well, what? He goes, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, dude, you look young as fuck. I'm like, uh, thanks. He goes, yeah, you keep doing what you're doing, man. Like, wow! I'm like, all right. I right. like that was kind of sweet. So it wasn't really a Chad moment, but there was a
1: sweet Chad. It moment. was a
2: sweet Chad moment. There's yeah. a lot of chatting
1: there was a leading lot of up chatting. to the
2: compliment, yeah. but
1: <laughs> Or I think <laughs> I yeah. would say even the compliment was Chad.
2: Kind of, but, yeah, but still But the compliment. good side of Chad. So I guess it was a good Chad moment.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I've already told this cared moment on this podcast but a long time ago so just one that comes to mind is like i was at a coffee shop and i was purchasing a latte and a little granola bar type thing like a fucking millennial and then i put the the granola bar into my purse because i had already paid for it and then a karen with the haircut and everything, like went up to the barista all sly, uh, slyly. Curtains and, like, in the
2: front, iron thrown in the back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And thinking I wouldn't notice or hear, and she whispered to the barista like, "Oh, that that customer just stole a granola bar."
2: Listen, and- Becky, <laughs> calm down. Okay, calm
1: the fuck down. So then the barista <laughs> said, very nicely um so i already got the money she, she bought paid it for, she paid for it um and the the woman didn't even say anything or like look that embarrassed
2: no so, why would she yeah yeah
1: um so that's a Karen moment that comes up i don't know anyway there's a lot of them folks and
2: folks we
1: somehow
0: we somehow survived through it see you see She gave me what is referred to as legal tender, or uh, in (laughs) layman terms, money, in exchange for a good and or a service. In this case, it can be considered both. (laughs) The service was me handing her the good, the good (laughs) being the granola bar, which she has placed in her purse. Yes. She is now the legal owner. (laughs) <laughs>
2: okay, okay, okay. I, should have, I should
1: have mansplained all of those steps to her, or do you think it was barista splaining? Barista
2: splaining. <laughs> oh yeah, you the put on the you talk. you put on the voice, the customer voice, like, "Hi, how are you doing? Welcome to Starbucks today. Can I take your order?" I hate that voice. I worked at Starbucks for five years, and when I got home, my mouth was sore from smiling, and I. I hated everything on the way home. I kicked everything. Was that a
1: mask for the true inner, like, oh, I want to murder everything right now?
2: I don't want to murder anything, but I just want to yeah. see things burn.
1: Okay, that's right. And I
2: want to see people upset about it.
1: All right. <laughs> okay.
2: like, yeah. Like, I, so I, I, sh- I don't, like don't know, the like, schadenfreude, present. I guess.
1: Kind of the passive presence <laughs> in yeah. this situation. The, I want the, the gratification
2: of people that are inflicting pain on other people to... Feel embarrassed or also feel pain, but I want to be there and watch all of it unfold.
1: I think we all have some voyeuristic tendencies. Yeah.
0: You're moral enough not to wish pain on another human being, Mm -hmm. but also petty enough to hope that they have really, really, really bad bowel movements later Mm -hmm. and it ruins their day.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like they start realizing that they have IBS. Yeah. But like in the middle of traffic in Houston, at 4:30 p.m. on I-59 going into town.
1: Oh wow. What a discovery.
2: Yeah. <laughs> at that what moment. a what a standstill shit moment you would have just wondering if it's worth it to poop your pants. A <laughs> standstill
0: yeah. shit moment. What do you a shitty th- situation?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in that situation?
2: You suffer. Who
0: among us I mean- <laughs> is not
1: <laughs> If you're alone in the car, who's it gonna hurt?
2: I mean, Other you, than you? I mean, it's Houston in the summer, so you're gonna have to sit with that for 45 minutes in a baking car.
0: It's, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, if you uh, crap your pants in your car, <laughs> oh. these are
2: the the start looking around for your plastic bag, Chad, because it's coming.
0: The deep philosophical riddles of our uh, day and age.
1: Yeah. I know I know several adults who have gotten drunk and shit their pants. How? And I have yet. How
2: do you do that?
1: I have yet to reach that milestone myself. Oh,
2: I'm
0: actually wow. legitimately surprised you haven't been to like a gathering or a party where somebody has in fact pooped their pants. Yeah. Uh,
2: my well. Honestly. I haven't. But my first day of college, I went to a frat party because everyone was invited on the block. How all sh- good
0: stories begin? Right. Yeah. I don't
2: really remember much because. Uh, they pulled out the Bacardi 151, and I, <laughs> nice. I, I they're like, oh, you want the strong stuff? And I was like, yeah, why not? I'm cool. <laughs> I don't remember anything after that, but I woke up in a frat house in my underwear on their couch, and to this day, I'm still not sure what happened.
1: Whoa.
2: Yeah. Now
0: I'm here.
1: That's a little eerie, <laughs> not to like have a... that completely erased from your memory.
0: I was a fraternity man back in the day uh, as an undergrad. We actually, oh, God, did you
2: get hazed?
0: Oh, hell no. We were very anti-hazing. Oh, we were good. Um, more Revenge of the Nerds without the really creepy sexual undertones. Oh, I like that. It was, it was a lot nice. of fun. I'll never forget this. We got an award for being the only fraternity on campus to not have a sexual assault Whoa. within a decade. And we wow. gave them the award back because why would you get an award for being... Just the bare minimum of a human being. The
1: lowest fucking standard.
2: So that's concerning.
0: Like I, I understand where. Like I understand what they were trying to do. It's just yeah, communication is hard. Which is why you should come to my panel tomorrow at eight (laughs) a.m. and learn about political communication. Or
1: yesterday, by the time you hear this, Uh, Um, why am I so
0: bad at this? No, (laughs)
1: it's. So how did it go? How did the panel go?
0: (laughs) It went great.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. That's, yeah. That's a really, really unfortunately low bar to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And I see why you, that that was a good response. Like, no, this is not an award-worthy thing or milestone. Like, this should be the default.
0: It's one of those things, it's uh, like now all the um, fa- the faculty and staff has to undergo a uh, training for sexual harassment. Yeah. Less of a don't sexually harass people because, well, duh, but more of if somebody comes to your office and doesn't know what to do about something that happened to them, here's how you can direct them to the right resources. This is how you can be helpful. And yes. obviously no one wants to sit in and... Uh, hot stuffy room for 90 minutes and listen to a lecture but you sort of think about it and go well if there's a hundred of us in this room and it reaches one person who needed to hear it well it's yeah. kind of worth all of us uh sitting in this room
2: yeah.
1: absolutely
2: that's how i feel about class too i mean i tried to reach everyone right we try to reach yeah. everyone but <laughs> you know there's always that couple students or whatever that actually you know put the work in and I feel like w- during class, like, I teach to them, yeah. like, to those students. So it's like they ground my class. So if ever I'm getting unmoored, I just start, again, teaching to them. And mm-hmm. it's like they're the reference point in the audience. So
0: and That's why you do it. That's yeah. why you keep doing it.
2: I love teaching.
1: I,
0: f- I yeah. find it's helpful to be sympathetic uh, mm-hmm. to people not getting it, especially... Yeah. Like, a lot of people, like myself... Uh, I teach I somehow teach the math class now which is insane because I remember my freshman year of undergrad walking out of uh, intro to stats and going I'll never take a math class again this is great (laughs) but it's like yes for some people this doesn't come naturally and it takes a lot of work and trying to view it from their perspective of well okay why is this not making sense and then trying to structure to those points Yeah. yeah Uh, at least, at least I find it helpful.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, being able to explain things in different ways is, it's a skill that you have to learn. It's like a muscle. So especially with methods and stats, it's useful to be able to reinterpret things. Like even if you have to go down to like addition and subtraction and then work from there and go up. Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what math's based on. Right. right. So we, we all start somewhere. subtraction, division, and multiplication. So... Yeah. I'm gonna all nerd out you. Yeah, nerd out on you.
0: Nerd out. Nerd out
2: all of them. By the way, your cat was sitting up there and staring at us. <laughs> He's just like,
0: dead into our souls. Like, yes. it was.
2: I took a picture because it was disturbing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that cat's stare is
1: extremely intense. It will burn everything. Burn everything like, in front of her. What? Burnt through the to your fuck? soul.
0: Just oh, gotta make the, sure you know who's boss.
1: <laughs> should we make that the episode picture? Yes, this we is totally gonna be the should. episode picture. I sent okay. it to, to you. Perfect, to our group chat that mm-hmm. we will not name the name of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Voldemort
0: group chat. The Voldemort. The Voldemort
2: or... <laughs>
1: yes, pretty much. Um, what are you hoping to get out of this conference this year, Matt? Um.
2: So is I'm it- really interested in I research why people are intolerant so i'm really interested in looking at panels that have to do with research on experimental research on basically what makes people turn into jerks toward people who are not like them usually like other religious groups or ethnic groups and usually it's studying how white people react to them and why and what psychological things are going on more political psychology so look i'm excited about that stuff
1: so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how about you adam
2: you
0: know I, obviously the goal is to give a total rock star presentation Hell everyone yeah. talks about mm-hmm. how great you are um but jokes aside i'm just looking to get good feedback a few good comments on a paper uh sometimes it's worth its weight in gold meet some nice people make friends with some other grad students and share memes on twitter it's what we academics tend to do yeah Mm-hmm. Just uh, simple little things. Which we bring up uh, studying intolerance. And we, we were talking about this earlier. It's just strange when you do what we do. And it's like we we study why people are horrible in a lot mm-hmm. of uh, instances. Uh, it's just weird yeah. to get excited about how awful people can be. How much
1: other. Yeah. people
0: suck.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, it's. I think it's actually made my outlook of humans a lot worse, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the truth kind of hurts, but I wish... No, I don't wish I didn't know that now, because I think it's interesting. And, yeah, I geek out and get really excited about authoritarianism and Mm -hmm. social dominance orientation. (laughs) And just all of these things that make uh, people in general intolerant and I also am trying to look at how not just like on the right like intolerance but also on the left so like I mean if you think about it there's things that we just really don't want to tolerate right yeah and so it's really like understudied like what makes us tick what kinds of threats what kinds of you know groups things like that so I think it's I think it'd be helpful if we expand it that way so we're not just putting all the Intolerance on the right, even though that's literally the root of all most intolerance, like right now. But yeah. it's always not that way.
0: Interestingly, I have a colleague uh, who you know, Matt, who actually studies these within the uh, these subjects within the LGBT community, mm. and she'll mm. remain yeah. nameless yeah. because mm-hmm. I haven't asked her if she wants to be named. Mm-hmm. Fair, uh, fair. But her findings are really fascinating Uh, when you're looking at the intersectionality or the, I guess, just the intersection of race and uh, gender identity or sexual orientation. In most circumstances, particularly among uh, basically white Americans, uh, you find that the racial uh, identity tends to dominate the LGBT identity. So you see relative to... uh, if put in a position where they have to choose one of those two identities, you see a lot of uh, white LGBT individuals sort of side with that white identity and the consequences of that are racism within minority communities. And I'm assuming that uh, if she kind of transitioned this away from LGBT communities to other communities, Mm -hmm. be they Mm -hmm. religious or whatnot, you'd probably find the same thing. For
2: sure. But I wonder, too, is it... What is the question asked? I mean, is it, do you prefer this identity or that identity? Because, or sorry, not prefer, but identify with this more or that more because I might identify more with being white than LGBT because I feel like I benefit a lot from white privilege a lot. And so that shapes how people see me and how, basically how my life is lived. Mm. Um, So it's not necessarily like a, a... a racist thing but like an awareness that i am white and um i don't have it hard because i'm not non-white
0: um i
2: mean does she look into that or is it just simply
0: i think i mean i'm going to totally bastardize her research oh. and feel bad about it but i believe um so she has a nationally representative sample of lgbt americans uh i'm not sure how that data was garnered because wow Getting a nationally representative sample is, yeah, hard enough.
2: But to get an LGBTQ, I mean, because most people don't volunteer that, or not not most people, but it's still underrepresented in polls because people don't want to come out.
0: It's quite frankly amazing. That is
2: crazy. Wow. I
0: believe the data she has comes from Pew Research Center, so they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They've been doing polls for much longer than, they've forgotten more political science than I'll ever know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Either way, I think they utilize a lot of different measures of uh, attitudes. Uh, You know, your most traditional measures, and this is, I apologize to your probably horribly bored listeners listening to me talk about survey measures. But I think, uh, inter-
1: I think it's very interesting.
0: I, I think they look at explicit measures, so literally just feeling thermometers, how positively or negatively do you feel about this group, that group, that group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they look at some more implicit measures, which are uh, problematic in some regards because they capture sort of a libertarian ideology to them, that whole, uh, right. well... Like, for example, one of the questions on the scale, it's basically how much do you agree with this statement or disagree with this statement? One of the statements is, well, uh, Jewish and Irish Americans overcame uh, 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 racism in America. Mm -hmm. Uh, So insert X group should do the same, which you could argue that, uh, you know, like a uh, question like that is sort of just kind of a more... uh, Just libertarian attitude of Mm -hmm. people should uh you know pull themselves up by their bootstraps that's not in my opinion illegitimate view to have of that measure that said uh or it means that
2: libertarian ideology is well (laughs) i i'm not saying that i'm just saying it could be we don't know
0: God, that's just so it gets into the uh just you know conflating individual uh, attitudes towards race with institutional and systemic structures regarding race and it's just such a, a messy pile of uh, yeah because everything make...
2: everything in in most everything in political psychology is self-reported so you have a survey and you ask them about how they are right so mm-hmm. There's not a lot of ways to test besides that, except this what implicit attitude test or what is it called IAT? Yeah, IAT. So that measures uh, your rate of clicking uh, when you're associating words that are like good and bad hmm. with um, people's faces. Um, and basically, what it does is that you basically click on words that you have associated with like white people or black people quicker right okay. then mm-hmm. you would if you're thinking about it and trying to basically be pc or like the quote unquote right answer yep right and okay. so the quicker you do it and the more negative words you attribute to a certain ethnicity the more well racist you are according to the test right
0: mhm and the problem with that measure is it's just so noisy. If I am taking that test and I cough, for example, because this is we're measuring in terms of like milliseconds here. Yeah, like there's so much
2: that can go wrong when you're clicking that has nothing to do with your implicit attitudes. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah.
0: So less of a systematic, you're, you're getting rid of some of the systemic error and replacing it with just such a large amount of random error it becomes problematic if you're not doing this repeatedly, uh, Mm -hmm. just to such a large extent that you'd basically be torturing the survey respondent, trying to get their attitudes. Uh, And then, well, if people get tired, they're going to perform less well on the, it's- So many factors, yeah. It's hard to measure people's racial attitudes.
2: Yeah. And did you know, by the way? I think one of our mutual friends told me this. I don't remember who told me it, but pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is actually supposed to be like a ironic thing to say to make fun of people who who think that way. Really? Because you can't pull what? yourself up by your bootstraps.
0: I've never had a bootstraps. Well, well, if you're if you're if you're, down, to yeah. do this. if
2: you're down, if you're down, How the hell are you gonna pull yourself up by your bootstraps?
0: Maybe it's like. That. It's like watching my cat chase its tail. One day he's gonna get <laughs> it.
2: Let's. I'm gonna look this up now because I wanna be sure.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to even picture what this act would look like now.
2: Pull well, up uh, by. Oh. Is it, it like this the.
1: mechanically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the Underpants Gnomes from South Park where it's like step one, steal underwear. Step two. <laughs> step three, profit. No, 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 no. What step two? The, the, the underwear part? No, no, no. After that, <laughs> <a> oh. profit. <laughs> Here we go.
2: <laughs> the origin of this descriptive phrase isn't known. It refers, of course, to boots and the straps that some boots have attached to help the wearer pull them up or pull them on, and to the imagined feat of, a lift, of lifting oneself off the ground by pulling on one's bootstraps. This is impossible—an impossible, impossible task—and it's supposed to exemplify the achievement in getting out of a difficult situation by one's own efforts. Uh, okay. So basically, it's saying that it's y- there are things that can't be helped, that are not your fault, and that you cannot overcome. And so, when p- and so it's making fun of people who say you can get over everything. And the shorthand is just, "Oh, you pull yourself, pull up, yourself up by up, your, your bootstraps," okay. right? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, that's so, a good little tidbit to learn. Welcome to Queer Arabs and Leather Upholstery Acrobatics we yes. will be your host for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> that is our theme today. Etymology Hour. <laughs> the,
2: etymology
0: <laughs> the Etymology Hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love
1: Regarding it. the topic of intolerance that you brought up, um, yeah. are there any books that you recommend?
2: Um, yeah, there's a few. Um, so I would really recommend it's an easy read. It's called um, Prius or Pickup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Prius or That's Pickup confusing. kind of um, it touches on it. So I study authoritarianism, which is this um, basically a uh, kind of a personality trait or disposition where mm-hmm. people are predisposed to uh, preferring an authority to tell them what to do. Um, also, you tend to be a little bit more conventional and follow the rules. Um, okay. But also, you have a lot of out-group aggression, and your main, um, your main goal in life, basically to feel protected and safe, is to make sure that um, you're in-group. So, like people who are like you yeah. um, are keep similar, and they don't do things that are like out of the norm, right? So it's about yeah. it's about keeping group boundaries. And protecting those so it's not conservatism it's different um so um there's an author um named mark hetherington who does a lot of writing on authoritarianism um he wrote a book uh i forgot the other author's name but it's called priest or pickup and it touches on authoritarianism but it also um it's a fun little interesting kind of sad, scary story with statistics and surveys about how uh, you can say things now or you can um, reveal like your preference for coffee like Starbucks or going mm-hmm. riding a Prius. And people can infer your ideology from that and who you voted for in the last election, right? So even if it's not true, people oh. assume that about you yeah. based on what you do and what economic decisions you make. Um, and things you say that have nothing to do with politics now. And so people are able to either correctly infer mm-hmm. who you voted for. Um, but I think the more damaging thing is the fact that they assume that, right? So
1: yeah,
2: and then they attribute like a negative or a positive effect yeah. to you. So I feel good about you because you drive a Prius and go to Starbucks because right. you probably voted for Hillary Clinton and you hate Donald Trump. Yeah,
1: which it's, is very classist. Right.
2: So, well, they have, like, this, all these chapters about these different things, like oh. all the things you prefer, all the things you don't prefer, which group. like It's really interesting. Um, I'd also impressive. recommend, if you guys don't mind statistics, you guys don't have to mm-hmm. read the statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just read the text. You don't have to look at tables. It's called um, Authoritarianism in America. Is that what it's called? Um, I think it's called it's also by Mark Hetherington and uh, Weiler. Um, It it just looks at how over the years, the last part of the 20th century, people who are more authoritarian, Mm -hmm. uh, who uh, have this trait measured by a few questions on a survey, how people who score high on that score have moved into the Republican Party and Mm -hmm. people who score low have moved out of that party. So it just shows how the Republican Party has become more authoritarian and it shows basically a correlation between a stronger correlation over time between policies that are um, preferences for policies that are um, discriminatory and stuff like that um, with uh, higher levels of authoritarianism and identity with the Republican Party. I believe it's been a while since I read it, but it's an interesting read. Um, Yeah. Also I would also recommend um is it why democracies die?
0: Uh why or how how how, a dem-
2: how how democracies die. <laughs>
0: I know what you're talking about. This one I haven't actually read yet.
2: This is also a really cool... Cu- oh yeah, it's called How Democracies Die. Um I won't butcher it, so I'll just well, yeah, I'll just tell you. So it's about um basically about the rise of authoritarianism and um in, a, in the United States, and it gives a lot of um, examples from around the world about how, like, the same processes we're going through now, yeah. how it's happened in other countries, other democracies, and how they've just failed. Like, how they've turned into dictatorships mm-hmm. or something in between. Yeah. Basically, the book makes the argument that it's kind of like a, nah, na na na. I'm not touching you, I'm not touching yeah. you, right? So, they're not technically breaking the law, they're not technically yeah. breaking the law, right? <laughs> But they're pushing and pushing and pushing on norms that and rules that we've all agreed on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can yeah. you do that or should you do that? So it's usually the things that you shouldn't do that are getting broken and not necessarily the rules themselves. Right. So what that does is like norms are kind of like, uh, you know, they're kind of like the rubber that is on like a bad at metaphors but like a a bowling alley right so they're like the guardrails right yeah yeah. and then if you get rid of the guardrails then your ball can go in the gutter Mm -hmm. right so they're necessary um you should respect the norms so you shouldn't call people names you shouldn't do this you shouldn't um insult the judiciary you shouldn't uh you shouldn't say that uh part of government is the enemy of the people right so it it talks about how norms break down and then how as a result uh how uh, democracies break down it's a really good book it's a really quick read it's written for everyone yeah, yeah so okay. sorry to talk on but yeah those yeah, are my favorite books check that out. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. Anything else to either oh
2: god i just want to say thank you for doing this podcast because i've heard another podcast that um I'm, i i just i can't because the person who does it, they don't edit it. And you edit yours, right?
1: I do. You, yeah.
2: I mean, you don't have like a... Oh, God. Like, right? Now we do. Right. And this... <laughs> oh, my <and> God. <laughs> like these sounds, Why? right?
0: That was kind of impressive.
2: That yeah. was really
1: impressive. What podcast... Or tell me later.
2: I'll tell you later. But, oh, my God, it's so terrible. And also, she rambles on about nothing. And she uses words that are just... They're just, like, really generic words. Like, yeah, this thing was really good, right? <laughs> I really like it. And, um, yeah, that's my opinion on it.
1: Okay, I really, I need to know. Like,
2: jeez, are you serious? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm I, not going to say it because that's not polite. And, but, I mean, <laughs> she just, she's a train wreck piled on top of a
0: garbage yeah. truck.
2: Lit on Holy fire.
0: Holy shit! Who the so It's like are you a about?
2: nuclear. Oh, oh.
0: So you have a you have a garbage truck. Mm. The uh, garbage truck is on fire. Mm-hmm. The on fire garbage truck. The truck that is on fire. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify, it's on fire.
2: And yeah, it's, a truck, it's all on fire.
0: It is uh, on the train tracks. The train wreck. The wreck of the train mm-hmm. is on the garbage truck.
2: Oh wow! Oh, on this is top of the garbage this is a truck. large garbage truck.
0: I, I'm just breaking down the metaphor. Oh here. yeah,
2: no, keep going. Um, did
0: it crash into the truck, or did it wreck, and then the wreck placed itself upon the garbage truck, which might I remind you is on fire.
2: It all happened at the same time. It was so quick.
0: It's just a real, bang so bang quick. play it, and then
2: it just it <laughs> it crashed into a water treatment center, and there's Whoa. shit on everything, and it's just.
1: Well, but wouldn't the water help just, like,
2: not get, if it's get untru- rid of Not the if it's fire? in the untreated tank. Oh, I
1: don't
2: know. All untreated. that ammonia. Would, right.
0: Wouldn't that be flammable with my very weak knowledge of politics? Or not flammable, but presumably there's a lot of uh, flammable gases that build up in human waste.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Methane. Oh, yeah. Methane. Have you ever farted? <laughs> uh never not
0: once in my life i don't either i don't yeah We're I don't all exempt from this. i don't
2: poop it's gross so
0: i, I have no idea what po- i legitimately have no idea what podcast you're talking about oh i'm just my God. trying to ride this metaphor for as long as we can take it before i'm really no she this. talks about
2: she talks about politics but she I, it's actually a, a skill like she talks about politics for 20 minutes without talking about politics like she'll she'll talk about She'll say words that are politic, political yeah. words,
0: it's but like, then
2: there's no point, and you're not sure what she's talking about.
0: Is that all that different from some actual professional <laughs> news outlets? Sometimes.
2: Well, I think they have a way to frame an argument <laughs> and to give you detail and. F- you know flesh give you some color right
1: substance. i think this but is it's like, like what we... yeah
2: in this country like this person did this you know what's going on with that and then like no i don't know what's going on with that i really support that about. because like um gay rights um so that's what i have to say about that oh my god it's just it's a skill to say nothing so say this things is the for best 20 minutes
1: podcast rant i've ever heard it's it's a skill to say something for I've 20 minutes i do i've heard anyone that. hate on a podcast like this i'm Jeez, so it's, intrigued
2: um, uh yeah it's
1: it's like we were talking about earlier some people are able animal. to talk some people are able to talk about nothing and everything at the same time i it have no
0: like. idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, anyway, so if people want to reach out to either of you about any of what we talked about, should they reach out through us or do you want to give them a way to contact you? It's up to you.
0: Let Let's give the podcast a little love. They'll reach out. They should reach out through you. Okay, <laughs> we are
1: nice yeah. enough to have us All on. Right. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds yeah,
2: cool. Alia, you got our emails. You got her. Well, not I have um, you. You have, have everything. Your everything. She's so. Cr- she's gonna like break into my house one day and kill me. I'm literally. Yeah, she's I'm just gonna. So-
1: so wait can we
2: talk about the ghost in my house or do we have to <gasps> yes! go yes
1: no let's talk about this before we go
2: okay so talk about that so i'm not sure if it's the medicine i'm on for my herniated discs that i'm having like memory lapses but it happens so who among us long long time it all started no one day when did it oh yes so i had a box fan on a table and yeah. it was You're there the for guy a bit. That
0: really like boxes
2: thank you for having me on I will see you all later (laughs) I will leave forever now (laughs) it was on a coffee table pushed up against the wall and I had it kind of turned at a 45 degree angle and I came back and I didn't hear anything and it was pushed up against the wall and I was like weird so I pulled it back and I was like maybe the it it just pressure pushed it back but I I, like pushed it and I'm like there's nothing to blow it like there's there's no nothing for it to blow on to blow back right so there nice. was nothing to pressure it to push it right so i was like that's weird so maybe maybe i moved it or maybe it fell whatever so then oh god i forgot what else happened i was telling our friend this the other night because i had her call me because i was so scared oh
0: it Aww. was a phantom oh phantom
1: oh god oh my god that's so oh, funny that was a-
2: um,
0: I knew I'd get one that eventually. That was the
1: best moment of this day. Uh, <laughs>
2: the second time was a couple of days later when I had washed my French press and took the bottom parts out. So that you know how like the bottom has like three pieces? Yeah. So I washed those and I put them leaning up against coffee cups. Um, six coffee cups. are
1: you supposed to take them apart and wash them individually? Oh,
2: yeah, ew. There's probably, yeah. Oh, Ollie, I'll show you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I ran
1: mine through the dishwasher. Well, that
2: might be fine. But, like, if it's screwed really tight, it's not going to get the stuff inside. Oh, shit. I'll show you. It's fine. Okay. It's probably moldy. It's
1: fine. I'm probably drinking mold every day. But
2: those three parts, one of the mesh part, I walked back, and it was behind the coffee cups. And I was like... Why the hell would I do that? And then I started to get creeped out. And then I was sitting down talking to my sister on the phone in my house all alone. And there's one light on because I don't like energy bills. And I looked at the windows and I was like, what the fuck? The curtains were open and the blinds were pulled down. I had left the blinds half open and the curtains were shut because I had just gotten home. Or they should have been shot. And I was like, what the fuck?
1: Wait, where did the French press come into this?
2: So the French press was that night before the curtains. I noticed the curtains.
0: That's okay. when he knew something was wrong. In other words, something was a mesh. <laughs> oh my God,
1: Adam.
2: That's so good. Oh the
0: next my God. day it was curtains for you.
1: Okay, by the way, puns. Adam told us that pun telling is a thing in his family and I'm so glad you got this
0: gene. Yeah, I don't. No one else in the family has it, but I swear it—it it just skipped a generation. My my grandparents and great grandparents—that's just all they would do all day.
2: So I it's think there, There's a little bit. You might have more. a
1: friend. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. sorry. There's a little might bit more. You have a friend at your house. Yeah. Tell us so
2: uh, then, oh my God, then uh, I noticed that my iPad wasn't on my bed anymore. That I had because I had played. I played buggle before I went to bed, and I left it on my bed, and I went to teach, and I came back, and it was now on my dresser.
0: Wow, well, that boggles the mind.
2: Oh, and ensnares the senses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so creeped so out, all of these things, and then I call our mutual friend, and I tell her what's going on, and I noticed when I went outside because I was taking the garbage out, the door... So, I have a, a two-way... So, when you open a lock to get into the house... Yeah. The other side inside is like that, too. So, I have okay. to unlock the door to get outside. Okay. So, okay. I locked it, and I went to unlock it, and it didn't move. And so, I opened the door, and it was already unlocked. And I was like, oh, my God. What the fuck? The last thing, I called our mutual friend. I said, I'm having a moment. There's some things going on. I don't know if I'm losing my mind or what. I was talking to her on the phone... And all of a sudden I heard some crackling and then I heard,
1: "Ah, ah, ah,
2: ah, I swear to God, I was like, I was like, I was saying your name. I'm like, are you there? Hello? Are you there? And I'm like getting my, my voice is choking up and I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? No, it was like something was on the phone. So I clicked (gasps) it off and then I was like looking around and I'm like, what is this real because like i believe in like something after like there might be presences but like i didn't believe in like poltergeists or demons in my house right so so i call her back and i said did you hear any of that she's like no what she's like you just hung up and i'm like i said okay uh she's like well my earpiece did connect and i'm like I don't think that was an earpiece connecting because it was just, it was angry and gross and vile, and Damn. I've not heard something like that. In the, like I've heard it in horror movies,
1: right?
2: But so she told me to leave a cup of coffee or tea out for it and just say that I don't want any trouble. And so I made it tea, okay. okay. And it's still doing things like this morning. I woke up. I went to go, before my flight today, I was going to do the dishes, and I noticed that both of the drain stops were in the sink. I had put them last night behind the uh, faucet because I said these things are useless, they don't even work. Okay. So something is fucking with me, and I don't know what it is, and it's creepy, so I'm glad I'm not there right now, but can't wait to see what happens when I get home.
1: (laughs) I wish you weren't by yourself. Yeah. In me that, too in that environment oh man like I hope they're friendly whoever it is they're just,
2: I mean right now they're just fucking with me
1: yeah but that voice
2: that was not an earpiece clicking on like I swear this is all real like
1: no I know ask you... You, you told us in the group chat like the moment it was happening
2: yeah like ask our friend like she was she's like okay calm down and I'm like I can't I'm alone I don't know what's going on I have nowhere to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tragic
1: i need to visit and meet this presence you
2: guys need to come yeah, yeah. maybe the presence will like you better
0: a seance or at least, at least,
1: oh no
2: we are not doing a seance at in that least house
1: safety and numbers oh, oh,
2: no.
0: welcome to queer oh. arab ex- exorcisms <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah bitches i gotta live there <laughs> swoop in and summon a demon and leave Thanks.
0: Intersectionality and interdimensionality—we cover yeah. it all on this <laughs> podcast. It. It's
2: just so many dimensions. Yes. Oh, wow. So I do want to thank you though for having us on to a, a on. podcast that is coherent. It is smart. I love. <laughs> I love your podcast, and it's not rambling like this awful podcast. That oh
1: my god! I just.
2: I just. Max. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Don't do some.
1: I did half, not expect this. Half
2: baked, awful. I just woke up. I have a thought. I need to share it with the world. Like, what kind of vanity project is that? Like, no one wants to hear your voice unless you have something to say. You heard us, Stop Nate Silver. It. We're this? calling you
0: out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like she, Nate
1: Silver's, with lovely. which you talk about this. I because I'm it's so she, ready she just seems so
2: it. unaware that it's so bad and that nobody wants to listen to ramblings like they're not even good ramblings <laughs> like i'm rambling right now but seriously but you're,
1: you're talking about something though i'm like, rambling about that. ramblings
2: it makes me even more mad because the supposed subject of the podcast is supposed to be lgbtq plus issues right and just the fact that she 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 presents herself as having this big presence in the LGBTQ plus community. No, the community. presence is in your home. That's the issue. Right, oh, right. Yeah. Um. And maybe it's her. Ugh. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, what else can I say? It's a fraud. It's total fraud. It's just. It's. It's a shame that that has to be. I guess, the voice and face of whatever that is in that city so out i'm just, i'm outraged i'm just outraged
1: okay uh thank you so much for coming on thanks for having <laughs> us and
2: thanks for letting us stay with you oh, yeah, thanks thank you for so much staying with
1: me um you can reach us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com or we are on twitter facebook and instagram at thequeerarabs and our website is thequeerarabs.com all very easy and consistent yay
2: and and you're gonna put your cat's picture for the avatar for the photo yeah, for the episode I'm excited. i'll do
1: that um, and also you can reach ahmed for the arabic side of the podcast at the queer arabs in arabic at gmail.com he does all
2: the arabic stuff what episodes. i didn't know it was in yeah. arabic too. that's really cool yeah oh my god can we listen to some
1: absolutely oh. matt, matt knows arabic by the way so,
2: it, is, it you'll like, be able is it Egyptian Arabic to it? or is it Shami Um or?
1: He's Iraqi.
2: Oh, Iraqi Arabic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: but some of his guests are like he's had, I think he's had someone from Egypt.
0: So cool. I okay. I believe. Cool.
1: He's, yeah, he's had people from various. I did Duolingo
0: in Spanish for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever need someone to say that they can eat apples, I'm your man. All right. Duolingo
1: teaches. On the Arabic one, Duolingo has a sentence that um, it's, I think it's, Omar has an Omani door. In case <laughs> you need that phrase in your life, you can learn it on Duolingo. <laughs> uh,
2: I'll be good. Oh, I'm good. We, all,
0: I, I actually, we all
1: need a, a door from Oman, right?
0: Yeah. I actually do Do have one funny story that has to do with Arabic and Hebrew. Ooh, I'm ready. So, growing up, uh, I had a cat, and this cat was named Minouche. May she rest Aww. in peace. Oh,
1: RIP Minouche.
0: She was a good little little muffin. Uh, I, knew, I, grew, I just thought this was a normal thing to name a cat growing up, and my parents told me, oh, it's like French. It's a French term of endearment. Years later, when I uh, did a little bit of traveling around the Middle East, I don't know how it came up in conversation, but I mentioned very briefly... Uh, that I had a cat named Manouche back in the day. And apparently, that is a slang term for vagina. <gasps> <laughs> and they... I love it! They made fun of me relentlessly. Of course they did. So for my uh, week there way back in the day, I was known as Oh, oh! <laughs> you just gotta lean in sometimes. You have to Kitty cat. cat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kitty that's cat. Kitty cat. <laughs>
2: Perfect. 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 Okay, so so one language story. It's real quick. Yeah. So in in Egypt, like a lot of the stores, you're not really sure when you're first learning Arabic if it's actually an Arabic word or if it's transliterated from mm-hmm. English into Arabic letters. Yeah. So the Arabic word, I think in Lebanon for dick is air. Oh, I did not
1: know that. And
2: so I was in the cab. I've heard zip. There's zip. There's air. There's Okay. There's a few terms. Okay. Uh, and so it said, the sign said, fresh air. <laughs> and I was like reading it out loud in the cab. Fresh and the, dick? Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, fresh air? And the cab driver looks at me like, what did you say? And I'm like, the sign. He goes, fresh air. Yeah, fresh air. <laughs> I'm like, a fresh dick? What?
1: Fresh dick, let me get some of that. Get your
2: dick, get Get your your hot fresh (laughs) dick.
0: Who among us?
2: Who among us? $2.99 a pound for your fresh air.